I wouldn't say we all live in a yellow boat. Yellow boat. So So here's a show called Dynasty. It only had one Emmy win, and yet it's number 65 overall. That's that's Dynasty. How do you know he was in Arrested Development? I know things. I know off shows, even though they're garbage. you, You drink and you know things. Now the story of an eclectic fan base who lost touch with reality and the one podcast that somehow holds them all together. It's the Substandard Expanded Universe. Welcome to the third penultimate episode of the SSEU podcast. I am happy to report that it reached 115 degrees today here in Arizona. The SSEU is the premier Jewish counting podcast available on Google Podcast, Google Play Music, Google and Nokia phones. You can email us at sseupod at gmail.com and find additional content in the mega thread on Twitter where we give you a few free tweets before you in all likelihood mute the lot of us. Ryan is not here today, which, you know, doesn't really matter. Chris, how are you? I'm doing well. It is not 115 degrees here, so life is good. In Ryan's place, we have a Jason. Jason, welcome back. Do I really have to be in Ryan's place? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Jason, what have you been up to since you were on the podcast last? Oh, how can long you, ago was that? You, um, six months? Can, yeah, can, it has been. Could you quickly summarize it? So you recently went on vacation. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we went to Hilton Head. Um, actually, got a really good deal uh, on a resort there on Groupon. That's, just that, that's that's how you know that Jason is an old like us because he talks about the good deal he got. Well, yeah. So did uh, you also go around like turning off lights? Well, I, hey, I, listen, I, listen, like. I, I understand. Like, I'm, I'm right with you. I'm so confused. Uh, what do you mean old like us? Uh, us, as in Jason, me, and you, Thomas. I'm not buying that. Hilton Head, that's South Carolina? No. Yes. Yep. Isn't, Jason, isn't there sand there? There is sand. And uh, last time, uh, Crosley's first vacation, he uh, had the infamous video that I sent in to the guys, and uh, Sonny uh, became a big fan of Crosley after Crosley he touched sand recoiled in disgust um <laughs> not not a fan uh but this this time he was uh, very excited for the uh as he called it smashing waves he had a good time except for you know he's three years old so the flip out he had right about when we were going to go to dinner one night and it was our anniversary well a couple of, a night after our anniversary we had to order in for uh for dinner because he was a uh, being a maniac what what does Crossley like more, the Cincinnati Zoo or the beach? Oh, the Cincinnati Zoo. We went there to that. When we go to the zoo, he has um, he knows where all the animals are, and we always have a pretty set route we go on. And he knows the elephants first, giraffes, and then lions. And he knows all the lions' names. He knows John the lion, Amani, and 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 Kira. And he uh, he talks to them like they're coming home to be his pets. <laughs> He had he explained to the snow leopard that and uh, and who a, a crowd of people that the snow leopard was coming home and they're going to sit on the couch with him and watch TV and specifically they're going to watch Secret Life of Pets. Uh, <laughs> nice. Does he know about Harambe? Uh, no, we okay. no no no. We did see the gorillas today. Harambe was at Cincinnati, right? That was yes. Yeah. It was we were at the spot yes today. Yeah. But no, he does not know about Harambe. But Harambe yeah. is is in the zoo. They do not shy away from what happened. You still see those shirts around town. The uh, R.I.P. Harambe shirts are still. Yeah. 
somewhat what, popular. What, so this feels like it was forever ago. Someone fell into his thing and then they yeah. shot him, right? Yeah, he was specifically, um, you know, there's a, 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 a moat, for a lack of a better term, a you know, fence and then a moat between that and the actual exhibit, which they're, you know, uh, 30 feet, 40 feet away across this moat and fence. Uh, I forget how old the kid was. Younger than eight, I think. And mom was, I, I think there was another kid as well. And the kid climbed the fence and fell into the moat. Harambi jumped down the, the moat and people were thinking, oh, he's trying to save him. Uh, no, uh, Harambe was basically dragging the kid around uh, the <laughs> moat by his, by his foot and they, they had to uh, obviously uh, save the kid. People were like, no, uh, there was, uh, the whole thing was basically like, screw yeah. the kid almost. Right, it's right. Not, it's it's not his Harambe's fault that he fault. fell in. Yeah, like, but well... it's, it's, an, it's, you know, a, it's a kid. That, that just, it still loses me when people post that stuff on yeah. there. It's um, it's really it's really a case of bad parenting, and so they should have oh, put definitely. Uh, so they should have put the mom down instead. <laughs> <laughs> they should uh, have shot Harambe with a dart and quick switched the kid with the mom, <laughs> and then had them fight to the death to see, like so. Then at least the mom would have a chance. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I, I've actually been to the Cincinnati Zoo, but it's like maybe eight years ago now or something like that. Quite a nice zoo. Yeah, now, possibly it, it, had a had a birthday party there, right? No, no, he had a birthday party at um uh, the, uh, down oh, the river. Uh, but but it was a zoo. It was a zoo themed party. No, this the, the uh, we had a, the merry-go-round and on the river in downtown Cincinnati, and it has a bunch of animals, not just horses. It has you know a tiger and a bear and a. Uh, 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 grasshoppers and, and giraffes, and, uh, instead of ba- instead of horses on the uh, thing, okay. um, so on, on the merry-go-round. So he he loved that. They have him at the zoo, and that'll probably be a birthday party when he's older. Or yeah, they, they have like a sleep with the manatees. You can sleep at the, in the manatee exhibit, which is really cool. So so you can go sleep with the fishes. Yes. <laughs> that sounds like a great birthday yes. party. So since the last time, yeah. So he's had his birthday. He's had he's had. Uh, plenty of zoo vacation um but the potty training is what's killing jess and i um Uh, we had uh. to uh we had to give up on it for we were told that he was holding his pee for up to seven hours (laughs) he refusing uh and 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 that was happening for days uh in a every in a row just it, he was refusing to um and the pediatrician said it's not good for his kidneys he's stubborn it's not his time but when I, when we were trying to do this you know it was hell um, as for every parent uh it can be um we were trying the whole things oh just just put him in the backyard tell him back there tell him the water flowers so basically take him in the backyard no pants on no underwear no diaper uh, just a shirt and run around and play. And we were just doing that. And he'd run around and play and the dogs would be out there and the dogs would be fine, yeah, but still nothing. And it was the one of the, the second day of doing this kind of uh, water flowers thing. And he, he liked it because he'd go out there. He's got he, sunburned, sunburned butt. <laughs> yeah. So he, he was like, because we'd go back there and, you know, toss uh, a wiffle ball around. So he just throw a wiffle ball or throw a frisbee to Otto and the, the dogs would go run and get it. And he'd be fine with that. I'm sitting on the step, just kind of uh, the back porch, and he's kind of off the patio in the grass, 
and I see him, his face, and you, every kid, you can see the face when they're oh, yeah. doing something, and, you can see, and so he starts going, pee in the grass. Um, good job, good job. And all of a sudden... Fun, fun, uh, fun fact, that's what I do when I visit my parents. Because <laughs> it's the middle of nowhere, and there's no one around, and if I'm outside, just walk to the edge of the, edge of the yard and do your thing. Anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah, but I think we're going to hear a story about chocolate as well. <laughs> yes, yes. So he was peeing, and then I'm, I'm getting up to, you know, because you got to start the theme. You know, if they go to the bathroom, you get that, and then straight to the, the straight to the real bathroom, wash his hands to get him in that, you know, routine. And then I, I'm getting up, and plop, he, he, <laughs> he poops right there in the thing. <laughs> And it just plops out. Um, so I was like, oh, okay, good job. Because, you know, obviously, good job, buddy. I was like, come on inside. Okay, good job, buddy. Let's go inside. Let's clean up. Wash your hands. And then we're going to go back outside and put the poop in the potty. You know, pick up the poop and to get that, that's where the poop goes. And so go inside, wash up, walking outside, tissue, you know, yeah, toilet paper in my hand to get the poop. Walk to the spot. Uh, where's where's the shit? It's it's not there. And across the backyard, Vado, our uh, our dachshund, he is uh, licking his lips because he just ate Crosley's turds. And uh, yeah, so that happened. Well, was it like a proper meal? Was it a big one? It was a pretty good job. Yeah, it was a pretty good job. <laughs> So I mean he'd been he'd been holding it for a day, so yes, it was a pretty good job. Uh, did, and, did, uh, did Vado seem like he enjoyed it? Yes, oh yes, he was very proud of himself. <laughs> um, we instantly took him inside and we brushed his teeth with a dog toothbrush and just looked at him with disgust for the rest of the day. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's like licking you, and you're like, ew. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> So this this story is very on brand. Thank you for that. <laughs> I, I I knew I knew this was the place for the story too. Yeah. This yeah. is this is when whenever I see people with pets and they allow their pet, whether it is a cat or a fucking dog, just lick their face. Do you know where they have been? Uh, yeah, I love my dogs. I don't care. Uh, okay. You'll take Crosley poop on the face anytime. <laughs> so I, I discovered today that a month ago when my nephews and niece were in town visiting, uh, I guess my eight-year-old nephew took a dump in our yard. <laughs> Just found it out today. Jordan told us. It's like, yeah, George, George pooped in our yard. I was like, all right. <laughs> did did uh, anyone we clean it up? Like, what? We don't have a dog to eat it, so <laughs> presumably it's still out there. <laughs> or I mowed over it or something. What else have you been up to, Chris? Oh, it's, it was uh, my wife's birthday today. We had uh, beef tenderloin, which is the best. We had that uh, for dinner, and we got a, an ice cream cake for her. And I was looking through the candles, and I couldn't find... I mean, we weren't going to put 37 candles in the cakes. Um, and we only had a Ooh, few do, numbers. Do, do we have to bleep that? Do we have to bleep her age? <laughs> you don't have to. No, okay. you don't. Too. So yeah, I married an old lady. So, <laughs> but I found a five and an O, uh, five and a zero. So I put those on the cake. Uh, <laughs> she was not nearly as amused as I was. <laughs> Did the kids get her uh, presents? Yeah, I kept asking them for like a month. What should we get mommy for her birthday? And they're like, they they would just grin and look at me and be like, 
how about wine? Because <laughs> <laughs> they know she likes wine. And I'm like, what else do you know about mommy? What else does mommy like? And they're like, she likes wine. Very perceptive kids, I have a feeling. Yeah. So for the past week, I've had a friend visit from Illinois. And uh, I've barely gotten any work done because it's been a... Uh, what, what's the opposite of reduced gluttony? Increased gluttony? Just, just G. Gluttony. Yeah. Just so I, uh, I've been on the G diet for the past week, and it's been great. We made up for it with uh, a few hikes in the Grand Canyon and in Sedona, both of which are amazing places to visit. Have have both of you been? I have not. Uh, we went to Vegas. We were either going to the Grand Canyon or sticking around Vegas, like at Red Rocks. So we went to Red Rock Canyon, which was cool, but not the Grand Canyon. I went to the Grand Canyon twice as a kid, but the last time I was probably six or seven. So it's been a while. I need to get down there. It'd be good to get down there while you're still down there. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, no, it was great. Although I, I do recommend going hiking when it's not August. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we did, so we started in the morning as, as early as we could. We, we crashed the hotel breakfast when they opened, and then we headed to the Grand Canyon. And still, so we walked down into the canyon about, uh, I don't know, three miles, something like that. It's around noon, and the sun is in the middle of the sky, blaring down. And you look behind you, and you realize that you have to actually get back up somehow. And that was really painful. It, it, oh. it was terrible. Uh, so we would like to go back, but we're probably going to do it during, I don't know, like March or maybe October mm. or something like that. So how far away is... Is the Grand Canyon? How, how, like how much? I mean, you went. Where did you stay at a hotel near there, or uh, we stayed at a hotel outside Flagstaff, and it was about an hour to the Grand Canyon from there. Uh, which is my impression that a lot of people do that. They stay in Flagstaff. I'm not sure they have any other industry besides the university and tourism. Flagstaff was really nice, though. It's um, much prettier. It feels much more like home than Phoenix because they actually have trees. Uh, <laughs> But it is really elevated at like 8,000 feet or something like that. So all the way from Phoenix, you're just climbing. And along the way, you will see signs alongside the road, which says something like, take it easy, or you're about to start a climb, turn off your a AC in the car. Because apparently a lot of cars just get stranded climbing up there. How is your car doing? You get it fixed? Uh, my car's fine. Uh, my wallet's not. Something else I wanted to briefly mention is that I rewatched Moneyball the other night. It is such a great movie. I love it every time I watch it. But, but you don't like baseball, do you? Eh, no. That's a lie. He likes baseball. Gets his feelings hurt when we talk about how dumb Commie Ball is. <laughs> it, it, the, well, the, there's something about sports movies in general. Like it can almost be any sport, and you oh, yeah. s sit me down in front of it, and I will watch it. Yeah, it's it. Sports are the perfect medium for telling a, a a story you know with drama or comedy it's the perfect uh, foil for whatever you want to tell yeah um, yeah i mean little big league uh and all the other baseball movies are are outstanding cinema so uh do you have <laughs> thomas do you have your own ranking of brad pitt movies since you've seen two in the last couple of weeks on the spot oh that's a good question it's some combination of Fight Club, Inglorious, Inglorious. Yeah, yeah, Inglorious Bastards, and Moneyball are probably my favorite. What am I leaving out there? Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? It doesn't make that list. Come on. Ocean's Eleven? 
Oh, that's good. Chris, you mentioned the other day that you have completely reversed your opinion, reversed your opinion on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Or yeah, I was I was uh, mowing on Monday listening to the podcast. Was the podcast out on Monday? It was out yeah. uh, in the evening on Saturday. On Saturday. It was Saturday evening. I was, I was mowing and listening to the podcast, and I was disagreeing with everything I said about Once Upon a Time <laughs> in Hollywood. It just took me a while to come around, like listening to the S, the, the substan- or Subbeacon a few times, and I think I also watched the Red Letter Media uh, review of it. And so uh, on the podcast, I talked about how it was maybe a little too much, just a little too deliberate, a little bit uh, too kind of... Um, you, you said that almost every scene was a little too long or something thought, like that. Yeah. And so I, 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 listening to that, I found myself disagreeing with everything I said. So, <laughs> so let me list a, few, a couple movies of, of Brad Pitt that I like that, that you didn't mention. A River Runs Through It. I'm a big fan of the book. Uh, I know it's not a well-regarded movie. I like the movie a lot. Uh, Legends of the Fall, I like a lot. Uh, Seven was good. What's Told in the monkeys. box? Snatch. Oh, yeah. Very good, yeah. I like Spy Game, too. Um, well, you're allowed to be wrong. Babel. I like Babel. What's that? When You Come for Thanksgiving, that's a movie we should probably watch. What about Mr. and Mrs. Smith, where he learned to cheat on his on Jennifer Aniston? <laughs> I never saw that. Uh, the Tree of Life. So there's some good Brad Pitt movies. I thought it was interesting listening to the Inkler podcast about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where they just like matter-of-factly called uh, Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio the, the top two movie stars today. Today? Everyone's, it's what's a movie star? Biggest box office or their actual stars? I, I think because they're actual stars. They, they, they bring an audience themselves and they, they're great actors. Like I think we've talked about this before. Right, yeah. Movie stars aren't, it's not the same anymore, I, I don't think. I mean, you don't, we don't have, I mean, we don't have Cary Grants or their, their Jane, right. Jimmy Stewart's and hell, Tom Cruise is not the movie or star Or even was. Arnold Schwarzenegger's. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. We don't have Sylvester Stallone and Bruce Willis with movies. Bruce Willis is doing direct-to-video stuff yeah. now. Yeah, um, yeah. And, uh, and Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, how many days did he work uh, when he was in Batman uh, in Robin or whatever crappy yeah. Batman that was in? Like he worked like three days and was paid tens of millions of dollars. Exactly. Because like, like top billing. That big of, he was that big of a draw. Um, exactly. We don't have that. But it, I just thought it was interesting that they mentioned it so matter-of-factly. Oh, yeah, these are the top two. Where I was thinking Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> and I guess they mentioned uh, later how selective he was in – um, but like each of his films that he's in, like are are kind of big films. But I guess it would never would never like if I were to list the top five movie stars, I don't know if he would like immediately leap to mind today. I don't know if I would necessarily say that about Brad Pitt, although I'm a huge Brad Pitt fan. But yeah. just so, kind of interesting how matter-of-factly they said that. So, so I think, and I think I might almost be right at this this cut-up, like because if if I think of a movie star. Brad Pitt or, or Leo are probably going to be up there in my mind. Like they're, they're going to be among the first names I think of. But if you go yep. and ask people younger than me, are, are they not going to say, I don't know, like think of the Marvel stars like Chris Evans or Hemsworth yeah. or Robert yeah. Downey Jr. Or those Robert Downey Jr. is what? Is the, he's the highest paid actor, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm binging it. All of East it. We really should get Bing as a sponsor to this podcast considering how much free ad time we're giving them. Okay, so this is... CNBC first Google result. You pinged it and got a Google result. <laughs> See, I'm I just like confused that. here. It says George Clooney at 239 million. 
and then Dwayne Johnson. What was George Clooney in? In 2018. Uh, he's in yeah. Catch-22. That's the most recent thing I know that he's been in. What did he make $230 million doing? Wait, is that all time? Or is that just for, like, the last year? Oh, just in 2018. How? Yeah, I don't get that. I think you people are bad at this. I'm gonna I'm gonna bang it. I just did bang it. I'm coming up with the Forbes list of the highest paid actors of 2018. What the hell? I'm so confused by this. I'm gonna look at what George Clooney was in. It said he made $239 million in 2018. <laughs> <laughs> and we can't really think of a he, movie that he was in. He a pre-tax paycheck of two hundred thirty-nine million in the first count in the county year between June first of two thousand seventeen and June first of two thousand eighteen. He did, although he didn't appear in a film during that period. Clooney brought in a career-high salary on the strength of a seven hundred million dollars sale of his tequila brand, Casa Amigos. So it's including his fucking <laughs> oh, tequila. Okay. Yeah, like where someone was telling me about how one of the richest actors is uh who's the guy who played Thanos? Josh Brolin? Yeah, but like the, he's one of the richest actors, but it's from like stuff outside of acting. It has yeah, it has him without it has uh The Rock at 124 million in 2018. But The Rock did and he was in like uh, I guess he got upfront paychecks from Jumanji. Clooney hasn't done a whole lot. Like no. since 2011, he was in Gravity, which was a hit. But then The Monuments Men, which wasn't. Tomorrowland, which wasn't. And then Hail Caesar. And then something called Money Monster, which I'm unfamiliar with. My point is, it was interesting just how matter of fact. Like, maybe it's just because they were talking about it. But like, I wouldn't be so definitive to say, oh yeah, these are the top two movie stars in the world today. I was like, well, I would say it'd be a list that would include. I guess I wouldn't think of the Marvel people, although most kids probably would um, list like the Marvel um, stars. Where I would think Clooney, um, Cruz, Pitt, Gosling. Uh, yeah, kind of. Maddie. Uh, Maddie. I don't know. With with uh, Serenity's disaster, I wouldn't call him a movie star. And the McConaissance is over. Who did you say? Be? I th- I thought you said Crossley. Who who did you say? Ryan Gosling. Gosling. Oh, Gosling. Yeah, it's interesting. He's selective, much like Clooney and. And DiCaprio, like he's not in a lot, but yeah, he's, he's I'd say he's a big star. Uh, Jackie Chan came in number five in 2018, just so you know, which is shocking. Like, is he oh, he's making Hong Kong movies, basically. like, is he still doing his own stunts and all that? I don't know. I think he just he's like a director almost now. I okay. think he directs right. a lot of those uh, movies, I believe. Okay, I'll probably, uh, but, but but so is so if we're just thinking money. The Rock makes a lot of money. Is is he a movie star? Uh, yes. Yeah, you'd, you'd have to call him one. Although, like, it's it's interesting. He makes money, but like his movies are not financial successes. From Baywatch to Skyscraper, Hobbs and Shaw is probably so. Like he, on his own, ap- apart from like uh, like a a series like Fast and Furious, he he hasn't done all that well. And I was listening. I was listening. I think it might have been. It might have been Ankler. It might have been another. Uh, it might have been Glop or something like that. Uh, talking about how uh, in their contracts for Hobbs and, and Shaw, The Rock <laughs> yeah. and Jason yeah. Statham had in their contract that they couldn't lose a fight. What? And they had. And they had. Also, they had um, people counting how many hits they took. To make sure they didn't take any more hits than the other guy. Uh, I think it was Glop, and I think they they were wondering if the banter between the two, if they were like it was kind of <laughs> lame, and they're like they wondered if it was lame because like that would constitute losing a fight. So like neither could land like a verbal blow on the other because like they didn't want them, you know, 
in their contracts, it was not allowed for them to look too bad, you know? Uh, yeah, <laughs> Which yeah, is ridiculous. Well, they don't want to end up like uh, Leo in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood uh, as the villain. Villains don't necessarily make bad money. Like, sure, TV villains do, but... So, uh, shall we... Oh, no, hang on. Uh, one more, one more thing that I wanted uh, to mention is that I've I've spent a lot of time in in pools, and on golf courses this past week, and hiking, and I have one god awful sunburn. Swedes <laughs> are not supposed to be out in the sun, and sunscreen is a scam. It doesn't work. <laughs> really? And like you did what? Like what? What SPF were you uh, lathering on? Fifty, I think. Fifty. Like well, you're doing it like you like every every two hours you're putting it on. Yeah, no, I I'm pretty sure that there was a human error in how, how often okay, and how was, thick it was. I was gonna say yeah, yeah, it's pretty effective, but yeah. yeah. Transition. Let's go to our main event, which I believe uh, we are going to have the next bracket in the SSEU on Twitter, and it is our biggest bracket yet that jason has put together what was our last bracket it wasn't disney movies it was was it movie it was stars? it was sit down restaurants sit down restaurants that's it which was won by and, and which which trash restaurant won that was it waffle house oh my, oh god. my gosh <laughs> <laughs> i think people are the worst <laughs> But this time we're going to deal with one hour long scripted TV shows. There are going to be 128 of them on the bracket. And uh, Jason, would you like to defend this choice? Talk, talk a little bit about what qualified for this bracket for us. Well, uh, it, to be, it had to be mainly an hour long show. Um, it had to be a series, not a mini series. Um, so it, it has to be, uh, it can't be. Band of Brothers didn't qualify. The Pacific didn't qualify. American Horror Story self-identifies as a uh, kind of a mini-series, so those didn't qualify for this. So um, there are shows that only lasted one season. Firefly it did make it, but it's basically uh, mainly dramas. Obviously, uh, shows even as far back as the as the '60s are in this. Yeah, uh, I see Star Trek is in it. Yeah, yeah, Star Trek, Perry Mason, Ironside. St. Elsewhere, all make appearances. So I'm looking here, and I see that you have The Wire as a 15 seed. So defend your trash <laughs> science that uh, is responsible for this ranking. <laughs> uh, well, The Wire... is a 113 seed overall. Yes. Well, the, it, well it, my ranking... Oh, 13 out of 128. Okay. Well, one, um, they were only nominated for two Emmys, and that's it for their five seasons. Stupid. So, okay. the, so, so they, they no Golden Globes, um, only two nominations, no wins. Um, so that really hurts them in the in the rankings and the uh, the Ken Palm rankings that took them way down, <laughs> and the and the uh, 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 awards above replacement show. And you have this is up at the thirty number thirty six overall. So well, just to be clear, This Is Us is 80 spots above. That's, that's awesome. What's well, that? it's obviously science, and This Is Us is a show that wins. And it's, I mean, who doesn't like a winner? Uh, uh, it's who, been on three seasons. This is it us wins is an so Emmy a season. Winning. It, it's, it's highly, it has high rankings uh, as far from critics and from people. So 
Okay. Why wouldn't it be ahead of the, the oh, wire? Okay, so what matters are Emmy wins and nominations and Golden Globe wins and nominations and IMDb ratings. IMDb ratings, and also it factors in the longevity of the series. So a show that goes on, the bunch theorem being, you know, the more episodes, the more seasons, the better the show is. So that also uh, helps many shows, uh, the ones that last the longest, like uh, the NYPD Blues, the the ERs, um, the Law and Order SVUs, the Gunsmokes. Um, those are all helped because of their longevity. So, so here's a show called Dynasty. It only had one Emmy win, and yet it's number 65 overall. That, uh, that's Dynasty? Um, <laughs> Dynasty. <laughs> My so-called life has one season, and that's on the list. Yeah, and it won. It, it, it was highly ranked. It got okay, four so Emmy nominations. Ranked, that's... In one f- season, okay. Because you were saying, four. okay, yeah. because because the it, it, per it's it's Emmy nominations per season was four, which is very high. Um, okay. It also uh, the, it also won a, a Golden e, Globe. The E nipples, okay. The <laughs> Emmy nominations per season. Yes. That's yeah. The oldest show on the list appears to be Perry Mason from nineteen fifty-seven or something. Uh, yeah, that should be on there. And Gunsmoke, I think, is the second oldest. Um, Bonanza is also uh, Bonanza is from '59. Yep. I'm sorry. I thought I heard you say that shows like Firefly from with one season weren't on here, but now I'm seeing that that's. Oh, on. They, they they did make it. Yeah. Do you want to just talk about the eight number one seeds, and then we can talk about matchups, perhaps? Sure. Uh, okay. So, so 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 let's start with the number one. So the the number one overall is Game of Thrones. Yes, uh, definitely all the Emmy nominations, all the Emmy wins, and uh, a high IMDb ranking carried it to uh, uh, glory in this case. So my so, understanding is that, uh, what's her name, Gwendolyn Christie, that, that she nominated herself for an Emmy. I was unaware that this was a thing, that you could yeah. nominate yourself. It's, you have to pay a fee, just okay. like anything else, to be, I mean... Considered I don't, a nomination. Yeah. Right? Yes, okay. yes. Consider for nominations. I have to get it. So Game of Thrones overall number one. Sopranos, uh, another number one seed. Uh, Westworld, even though... Oh, only two seasons. and it's it Only two seasons, but it's had 43 nominations for Emmys in those two seasons. Uh, so it, the Emmy nominations per season That's an is e the nips, highest. E-nipples out of this world. That's a <laughs> yes. 21 and a half yeah. per season. You yeah. can't beat it. Um, How do Fargo. You have half a nip- anyway, go on. <laughs> Fargo uh, is the fourth number one seed, followed by Breaking Bad, West Wing, Mad Men, and The Crown is the uh, final uh, number one seed. Um, and by far the the most successful streaming series. Yes, yes. Uh, I mean, Stranger Things is up there. House of Cards is well, up there. I guess there. Handmaid's Tale is is number fourteen. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a few. It it it. It's everything's on this list from, you know, sci-fi channel to the showtime um, and everything in between is pretty well represented. The WB has got theirs. Uh, Wait, what's from the WB? Oh, Gilmore Girls, obviously. And, uh, <laughs> Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, I quit the podcast. <laughs> Gilmore Girls is great. You should watch it. You uh, so that is that is a fairly strong top eight, though I must say uh, there are a couple um, I haven't seen, but most of these shows are supposed to be really good. 
I mean, I mean, then just to, to some of the matchups are going to be to give you a taste of what's coming ahead. Some of the first round matchups, um, Game of Thrones, for instance, is going against Matlock. Oh, I'm, I'm uh, voting Matlock. I can actually, I, 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 that might be a strong uh, a contender to be uh, for an upset. What else do we have here? West Wing uh, takes on us. It's like that one time that UVA lost in the first round. That was pretty cool. <laughs> Um, uh, one that I'm, I'm ashamed that I, that got through that I didn't um, that I didn't fix the science well enough so that this didn't happen uh, in the number one uh, in the first round. Murder she wrote an eight seed is going against Magnum PI a nine seed. Uh, Jessica Fletcher, greater sign, Tom uh, Selleck's mustache. Tom. I see that <sighs> Westworld is going against. Is that Cena, the Warrior Princess? Oh yes, oh yes. Oh Lucy Lawless. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. Teenage Thomas um, was a fan of that show. The only thing, uh, <laughs> of course, he was. <laughs> did you like? Did you like Zena or or who was the uh, Gabrielle? Was Gabrielle, that the, yeah. Gabrielle I, was the. I, I'm not. Both of them are just fine. <laughs> was this very popular in the in, in Sweden? Was Zena was a it was, was a high rank show? It was, I don't remember what the other shows were that used to be on at the same time in I don't know like early evening or maybe late afternoon. Hercules, uh, legendary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hercules and Cena, and they used to always be on. And then they would have l- late night reruns of it, like in the middle of the night when they didn't have anything else to put on. They showed the episode again, and so oh, yeah. Uh, by the way, um, Hercules: The Legendary Journeys was the lowest uh, ranked of the of the series I did out of what 180 series. They were the lowest ranked. <laughs> it was the worst series of the ones I picked. Obviously, there's worse series that I didn't consider. Uh, but it was the worst ones, the ones I did consider. Okay, uh, so the crown is up against combat! Exclamation point! I don't even know what that is. Combat was a uh, a black and white show, and it was uh, I think World War Two drama, and I think for, I remember watching it. Uh, it was almost every episode. It was it's all a. Uh, uh, a, a platoon fighting in Europe, World War II, but it was very much didn't glamorize uh, uh, the war or anything like that. It was basically concentrating on the the the, the soldiers and the struggles they went through, and it lasted. Uh, it was on ABC. Basically, it was about just the soldiers being staying human and not becoming just not losing themselves in the war. Hey, uh, uh, so hey, uh, Chris, uh, justified is a twelfth seed. This science is whack. <laughs> so, so let me ask you a question. Prison Break was on for five seasons. Like, what did they yes. do once they broke out of prison? Uh, like, what what did they do with the show? Oh, that show was a mess. Uh, they because then they took like a it was like a five year hiatus between seasons because uh, <laughs> they brought it back because everyone just had to know because they had to go in another break out of a new prison in like oh. in the Middle East, I think. <laughs> So, so they got caught, and they put him back in prison. They're like, we're gonna have to yeah. break out again. Yes. Okay. Like, wasn't the pre- premise that like the one guy was innocent, and so the other guy got himself like, locked up, yes. so that he could break his brother out? Okay. Yeah. Yes. What um, is Burn Notice? Burn Notice was a USA uh, USA show that was basically a very, I'll say, stylized um, series. Uh, Bruce Campbell was in it, but it was basically a, he was a, a spy that got burned. He was he was out, and he's basically on the run. And then he 
he basically becomes like a uh, a detective for pe- helping people out, you know, behind, you know, uh, in the shadows uh, of yeah. glamorous Miami. Um, but it was a fun show for what was on. Um, it's like all those USA shows, very uh, colorful and not too heavy, fun. Yeah, was the Megan was Megan Markle on a USA show? Uh, wasn't it Suits? Was it Suits? Yes, was that yes, was yeah. that USA? I believe it's yeah. Suits. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't yeah. Suits still on air? Oh, it might have just ended, or yeah, it, it was. It if it just if it if it isn't, it just ended. Yeah. In the Never Streep region, the number one seed is Breaking Bad up against MacGyver. Uh, and the winner of that matchup is probably going to face Star Trek in the next round. Most likely. I mean, I don't see, I don't see the uh, Twitter voting going orange as new black over uh, yeah. the original Star so, Trek. So all the Trekkies are going to have to fight it out with those who love Breaking Bad. Uh, yeah. I mean, for me, Star Trek, the original, is the third best Star Trek series. I'm and, definitely and a, is this a, a the original next generation. We're talking about here? Yes, the original. Um, Deep Space Nine is actually an eight seed in, in Fargo's region, and the um, next generation is a four seed under West Wing. So, what what seed is is Succession? Succession didn't make it. Didn't make the field, huh? No. Hmm. Didn't make it. Hmm. I mean, it's not on not on long enough, and not hmm. enough Emmy nominations yeah. and I, I Golden just, Globe nominations. It, it might. Just not be that great of a show. <laughs> All this like... is wasted because Trash Ryan isn't on. <laughs> why do I call him Trash Ryan? Brian isn't on. What? So why does this say Mission Impossible? That's that's a movie series. Well, the the original. You weren't aware that it was based on a TV show? No. Oh yeah. See, I've seen the TV show. I've never seen a a movie. Uh, You've never seen any of the Tom no. Cruise. Tom, there's no. a movie star for you. But yeah, Mission Impossible definitely was a. Uh... It was on, what, six years, I think? Okay. Um, the seven. All I remember about the show was, was like, they would always, like, pull off this mask, and, like, they could perfectly fabricate someone else's face. So there's someone who would always, like, look like someone else. And the theme song was classic, yeah. obviously, yeah. carried on through the movies. I also see that a show called Saint Elsewhere is going to face a show called Cuck in the first round. So that should be interesting. Cuck? Yeah, uh, in the Dundun region. Who's the number one seed there? Uh, the Crown. Oh, uh, Chuck. Yes, Chuck. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> or did you say Cuck? I said Cuck. <laughs> oh, well, at least Glee made a list, so, so that's good. Oh, yeah, I mean, it, it, I couldn't figure out a way for the science not to include Glee. <laughs> I tried my hardest, but they got too many damn Emmys. Jason, do you have any personal favorites? Like, do you have a, a ranking of like your five I, I, favorite shows? I, I do have a ranking of my top ten favorite shows. Okay. I have a more definitive stuff about the the top five, but okay. um, number ten, I would say, is uh, True Detective. Notwithstanding the second season, which was just average to not good TV, the first and the third seasons are some of the best writing and and. Uh, uh, acting as far as from McConaughey and uh, Woody Harrelson to Mahershala Ali and Stephen Dorff in season three. It, it's the kind of show that me and my uh, my buddy would always, you're theorizing what's happening. And it, it, it really was like you tried to be a detective as far as what's going on. Where is this going? Who did it? And it, 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 it was just 
it's good writing all through and through. Um, good writing, good acting. You know, speaking yeah. of Woody, you know, you had Woody and Alexander Daddario's Golden Globes. <laughs> uh, uh, number nine, I have Monk. It's a good mix of, 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 of just a funny movie. It's a funny show. Tony Shalhoub is as Adrian Monk is uh, uh, just perfectly cast. Uh, Dexter is number eight. This probably would have been higher on my list before the last, definitely the last season, uh, maybe the last two seasons. Um, the first three or four seasons is just, uh, it's definitely a thriller of a, of a show. I never could get into Dexter. I, I sampled a few episodes, but it, I don't know, it just didn't appear. He was the serial killer, but a good guy, right? Yes. So he would, like, I, no, serial no, kill I, bad people. He would serial kill bad people until, until spoiler alert, he killed a, a good person. And he tried to rationalize. What? To, so. The serial killer stopped killing... Oh, okay. All right. Number seven, I have uh, Star Trek Next Generation. It's the best sci-fi uh, series by far. Um, just good characters. You should uh, uh, try watching Firefly sometime. I, I've seen Firefly. Firefly is wonderful. But the longevity and... Uh, I can... For favorite shows, I have to be like to remember more stuff, and I can remember like enjoying more of the next generation than unfortunately the short lived Firefly. Number six, Rome. If it would have got a third season, it could be the best show of all time because you still want to know what happened to the Titus Polo mm -hmm. and um, uh, Octavius and uh, everything. Uh, I actually started rewatching uh, a, a few uh, Rome episodes the other week because it's just it's such a great show and yes it, it, you, you love it from the beginning the tempo the Tylos polo character is just amazing anyway <laughs> i'm sorry go on number five uh my fifth favorite show is six feet under and, and for my top five i have like the episodes where it just clicks and six feet under is one one show where it clicks like from the first episode the pilot is it, it sets up everything the father getting killed uh, in the first 10 minutes and sets up the dominoes that, you know, from the, the returning son who had, wants nothing to do with the funeral business that his family has run, his, his father and his brother run, deciding to stay. Everything follows, like, the characters, the uh, Michael C. Hall, which was uh, obviously Dexter uh, as uh, David in in Six Feet Under. He's probably the, maybe the best performance just as the tortured, in-the-closet uh, gay man who's very scared to come out to his family and hiding it and uh he's just really good in it chris um, have you seen this nope it was hbo right oh yeah yeah so i mean i, n I never got a had hbo so like it was kind of a spectacular thing for me to be able to see hbo shows in the past so i had to be very selective about it number four for me is justified timothy olfant is he's so good as raylan he's better than he is in deadwood and justified yes. it's perfect for him he is Raylan the one episode that sticks out in my head is uh it's in season four uh, uh it's called decoy and they're trying to get a man who's been Shelby who's been living that's his assumed name he's been living as he was a, a crook that stole from the mob went back home to Kentucky to uh live his life and live basically with stolen mob money I, uh, I think it is and uh, they have to try to get him out. The the uh, marshals, Raylan and Rachel and Art and Tim, have to get him basically into custody. Tim is one of the best characters in that show. Where she just you love every scene he's in. Um, the the marshal, who's mm -hmm. the ex ex the sharpshooter marine, he has a standoff a, a standoff in that episode, which is just it's it's just great writing. You can't wait 
for the next scene. It feels like that show could have gone, that, that episode could have lasted, it could have been a three-hour movie. It was just so good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I also, another thing I like about Justified is that it didn't feel like it outlived itself. It seemed like mm-hmm. a right. good length for that show. Like, I... Even though when it ended, I sort of wanted another season. It's thinking back about it is probably a good thing that they ended it yeah. and they did, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they always had. I mean, obviously, um, um, uh, Walton Goggins was the best enemy slash foil for Raylan. Every big bad they had every season, besides maybe Michael Rathaport in that third season, I think yeah. it is, was just top notch. Like Win Duffy is just. You just want to yeah. punch him in the face, but he's so <laughs> he's so perfect, just bad guy character. All right, so what's next? Um, number three is uh, Breaking Bad for me. It probably is the best movie on my list for a best show on my list for really the best show. Technically, the pacing, tying up the loose ends throughout that they weave throughout the the years. My favorite episode though is Dead Freight, and that's the episode where they um, they rob the train of the. Um, uh, what is it? The 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 meth meth uh, what the chemical they need to to make the meth, and uh, they have to figure it out. And Jesse comes up with the plan, and it's it's because it's so good because you it opens with the kid on the on the bike and he's like catching a scorpion in a jar, and that's the cold yeah. open like they always have a yeah. cold open. And then they pull off the heist and everything's great and they're they're excited. Uh, they they have the, the the kid Todd with with them that's helping steal. Who's kind of a kind of a don't you hate him from the beginning? First time he's you have you you hate him. You're not sure why. And then at the end of the episode, the kid he's kind of like, be- he's kind of like the Adam Novak of <laughs> of the gang. Yeah. Yeah. In the episode, everything's you and that kid, that ten year old kid from the first minute of the sh- of the episode, pulls up and sees them. And Todd pulls out his gun and shoots them. And that's when that's it's the final season, and that just sets off the dominoes for for Jesse's plunge and the end of every, of all those, of all those characters, it was all because Todd pulled the trigger, I think. And number two, my second favorite show is Gilmore girls. Um, <laughs> it's, it's <sighs> just, it's just an excellent show. Even I, Thomas is laughing at you. Uh, Thomas loves it. I know. It, it is great. And he, he thinks it it's ridiculous. Number two show. <laughs> It's not. It's not the best show. This not like I said. If it was the best Breaking Bad, we up top and, the, but this is my favorite. Very yeah, good shows. It's so good because they talk fast. <laughs> well, it, it, they are funny. They are. Uh, they are interesting. They are. You know, Emily oh. probably is the good guy of the show. Yeah. My favorite episode may be the the Thanksgiving episode where Laurel and Rory have to go to, to the four different uh, places oh, for yeah, yeah. And for Thanksgiving. Dinners. Yes, and they they go to the Kims, and Lane gets you know the her first kiss from Dave, and they have to eat tofurkey, and then they go to Luke, and that's the ep- couple episodes after Jess. Oh, Luke, had... he's the he's the guy with the restaurant who has his hat on backwards all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah. but but it's with Luke and Jess, and Jess and Rory had just kind of I think they just kind of got together first got together right before that, and then they go to Suki's and they uh, or they're deep frying everything. And then they have to go to Emily and Richards, and that's where it kind of kicks off Lorelai's whole thing. So the first three seasons have been, you know, she didn't want to. She finally relents to to get uh, Rory and the Chilton for parents. I'll pay for it, um, but then she doesn't. She still doesn't want Rory in their world, in their Yale world. 
and everything's been up her going to, to uh, Harvard. And Rory finally admits to her at Thanksgiving that she she applied the Yale oh, too yeah. to her to to her grandparents' delight, but to Lorelai's horror. So it's like one of the first times really, really Lorelai got pissed at Rory. It is, it is such it is such a thoroughly enjoyable show. Like absolutely, that, it, yeah, that's absolutely. Interesting characters. It, it does have funny dialogue, as much as Chris likes to diss that. Like it, it is funny. It is a pleasure to watch, and you can watch three episodes in an evening. Chris, we might need to have a Gilmore Girls episode of the podcast. Before, I'm there before we quit. Uh, I think Chris I'm busy on that day. <laughs> okay. Maybe, maybe maybe Shannon can be on the uh, take the the Ryan spot for that episode. Yeah. She's not a fan, is she? I think she she might be the biggest of all of us. Yeah, Ugh. Shannon and Meg, I believe. Oh yeah. So. Uh, all right. So what do you have left? Do you have was that number two? Yeah. Uh, and my number one favorite uh, show of all time is Northern Exposure, and this is kind of probably like just Northern Exposure. It was a show on CBS early '90s. It was about a uh, Joel Flashman gets put through med school by the state of Alaska in trade for basically him having to supposedly go to Anchorage and be a, a resident in Anchorage, Anchorage for four years to pay off his debt to the state, and then he's free to go. But when first episode comes around, he gets to Anchorage, they don't need him. But instead, they send him to the Alaskan Riviera, Sicily, Alaska, which is very much in the middle of nowhere, Alaska. And uh, the town is filled with, I think it, it kind of, uh, it, it does remind me a bit of Gilmore Girls because the town itself is a character where, you know, from Maurice Minifield, the, the retired astronaut, war hero, millionaire, land baron of Alaska, to his former best friend, Holling, who owns the bar, and his uh, Shelly, uh, Holling's girlfriend, and uh, Maggie O'Connell, the uh, bush pilot, uh, Amelia Air- Earhart uh, wannabe. To Talk head. about a bush pilot! <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, when did you get on? Uh, it's probably one of the... It's, Maybe the only show that shows Native Americans in a positive light. I mean, really, it's it's a, a town with filled Native Americans, and it's. Uh, in fact, my favorite episode is the is the Thanksgiving episode from uh, then, and uh, it's it's in, in in Sicily, Alaska. They call it the Day of the Dead Parade because it's uh, basically uh, the Native Americans all throw tomatoes at all the white people because it's obviously in recognition of, of, you know, the slaughter of the Indians after, uh, uh, the white men came. So that's what Thanksgiving meant to them. When I, uh, not to get serious at all and I, I'm not really, but the, when I, I had a bad breakup and in my apartment, I used to put, uh, DVDs of Northern exposure on and couldn't sleep. And it was the only thing that I could just relax to it won Emmys. It, it had its problems because, uh, Rob Morrow, was a star he uh got in many contract disputes when he got popular he thought he deserved more and um he always threatened to leave and so they started bringing in uh, other characters and one of the characters they brought in was uh um, anthony edwards of er fame to basically replace him if rob morrow left which he didn't leave until towards the end of the series it also was the show that perfected the um uh sexual tension the will they won't they between uh joel and uh well, Flashman and O'Connell uh, of uh, of Rob Morrow and, and uh, uh, Janine uh, Turner, who played Maggie O'Connell. It was just Chris. It, is he making to put, this up? Nope. To put it in perspective, um, this was my grandparents' favorite show. 
<laughs> if, that, if that helps you. No, so it's up. Yeah, it was on from ninety to ninety-five, so it was it was before my time. Yeah. So. But I've only heard good things about it. So. It's up in the first round against Rescue Me, and so I ho- I hope everyone votes for Rescue Me in the first round. I like Rescue Me, and it's Dennis Leary's. Uh, you know, well, it's really his only acting performance. Was, but uh, no, Northern Exposure is one of the it, it won all its Emmys in the drama category or its Emmy in the drama category when it really was a comedy it really was like Gilmore Girls a very fast-paced show David Chase of Sopranos fame he wrote and produced uh, Northern Exposure as well it was just a damn good show actually like I think what, what's hurt it as far as like the public awareness of it is that it's it it's not only is it not streaming anywhere but it's it's it hasn't been like have you ever well, it's, at it's, any point seen it on Prime or Netflix or any well, anywhere? That, that's that's part of the problem. It very much um, it, there was a character uh, Chris who was basically a philosopher turned well a philosopher ex con who was also the uh, town which, DJ. Which incidentally is what most philosophers end up. Yes. Kind of, yeah. They heavily used music. And this was in the time before, like networks knew to. I think I think this was perfected in the, in the late '90s, early 2000s by the WB by getting the rights to the music for uh, the home home video market. If you watched, uh, this was definitely replayed a lot on A and E. Used to run uh, reruns of Northern Exposure probably through like the early 2000s, um, and that's where I definitely watch rewatched it all the time. Uh, also, A and E used to do reruns of uh, well, the the other shows too. But that's where it really got a lot of the replays. In the home video market, it's different to use music, especially licensed music. I mean, they used Louis Armstrong and old classics and rock songs and Leonard Skinner. The DVDs I have, and I have the first three seasons. They had to they they didn't have the rights to Leonard Skinner, for instance, so they had to put in generic rock songs. For the home video for the dvds um, so it's not even so the exactly. dvds are completely different music so they've got like guitar like i wouldn't say y'all it's live the... in a yellow boat yellow uh, no. boat a lot of the songs they use are from you know the 30s and 40s that didn't have licensing so they, they those are still in there um, but definitely stuff from like the, the 70s and 80s that's all changed which was a back I mean, I have the soundtrack to this, and half of those songs on the soundtracks that they sold aren't in the DVDs because they didn't have the home video rights to that. So streaming it, it would take... I mean, I know Netflix is in trouble, but if Amazon bought Northern Exposure, they would be able to... They would be able to make a deal to to be to use the rights to the, all the songs. Yeah. But CBS, they're not going to make as much money. They're not going to make much money selling dvds of northern exposure so why would they pay thousands of dollars on top of the you know to, to sure. not make that much so it wasn't worth them so it hasn't been in syndication it's it, it hasn't been replayed for a while i looked for it last night just trying to see if anywhere in the u.s was replaying it. and nowhere around me definitely i was trying to see if like me tv i think it is or uh, antenna tv um that does a lot of reruns there i think they may have done it like five years ago, but they haven't done it lately. Hopefully, it'll be back on. In fact, I tried to I tried to watch because I, I didn't want to put I don't have a DVD player upstairs. And last night I went to our 
was like, I want to try to watch it. So I got on the, the uh, Fire TV, and the only way I could find video of it was some like Daily Motion, which isn't exactly good quality, obviously. And the way Vic, they got around, Vic talks about that website a lot. Yes, the way they got around, like the I guess the algorithm, you know, kicking it off is that they showed the the pilot episode was in reverse, so it was a mirror image. So I guess it threw off the algorithm enough that it wouldn't catch it because, you know, instead of you notice like all the words are in a mirror a backwards on the screen. So I try I watched the first half of the pilot. So it was still great, but I'll probably will get out DVDs to watch when I, you know, when I have time. But obviously everything now is streaming, everything I want it's on my phone or on my iPad. And so I so, would buy it in an instant if it was on iTunes or Amazon. I want people to be upset that Jason... So I wanted to talk very briefly about the shows that missed. So a, a couple of them. Psych was the first one to miss. It was... Uh, one I love Psych. I, I, I just couldn't... It had no... I mean, it had one Emmy nomination, and that sunk it. Uh-huh. Uh, then we also have a personal favorite of mine. Actually, uh, that might that might bring back... Um, uh, what's her face? Uh, Mary. Mary. Yeah, she used to kill me when she finds out that. Uh, a personal favorite of mine also missed narrowly with uh, The Mentalist. Then we have uh, Blue Bloods that missed. We have <laughs> The Leftovers that's left out. <laughs> that was especially for Ryan. I, couldn't, I, I was hoping he'd be on just so he could catch Ryan's that a one. huge Blue Bloods fan. <laughs> yeah. And then Beverly Hills 90210. I still remember every character from that show. Veronica Mars didn't make it. Why didn't Ro- Veronica yeah, Mars make it? Yeah, that's pretty popular in a the zero, universe. Zero Emmy wins, zero Emmy nominations, zero Golden Globe nominations or wins. So no awards. None whatsoever. Billions missed that sort of... Peaky Blinders is a show that a lot of people really seem to like. But again, no nominations for right. anything. Um, yeah, like Peaky Blinders and Broadchurch not having nominations is just... An indict, more of an indictment of the Emmys than anything. Yeah, Broadchurch. I, I don't think I've I've only watched part of the first episode, episode season of that, and it's good. I like David Tennant, but yeah, it just it's BBC America. It doesn't get traction until like what Killing Eve came around. Um, it doesn't really get the traction. Is Killing of, is Killing Eve on this list? I think so. I'm almost positive it is. Is that one of um, Bill O'Reilly's books? <laughs> <laughs> Killing, yeah, it, it you is. You made that into a movie? It's number 87. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so Broadchurch, that's very tepid praise from you, so you're saying it's it's no it's no Gilmore Girls. It's no Gilmore Girls, yeah. Okay, just 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 to have an idea of what sort of judgment you have. Seventh Heaven didn't make it, Dawson's Creek didn't make it, Chips didn't make it, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Jason, I understand that recently you've been watching The Boys. D- did you finish it? I, I just did finish it today, um... It is uh, the most excited I've been for a new show in a long time. Uh, wow, uh, I don't, I don't want to spoil anything because mm-hmm. I'm sure not. Not, I th- it sounds like Amazon says it's very popular, and very downloaded, um, but I, I don't know if that to, what to believe streaming wise. But it is if you're tired of superheroes and superhero movies. This show is definitely the cure for yeah. that boredom with the superhero genre. Yeah, um, yeah. This this is an extremely so so it is based on an existing product or ex- existing story or whatever, 
but it is so refreshing. Like it is yeah. so different from, you know, the Marvel movies or whatever have you. It, it it is basically you know if 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 and I think you kind of said it before uh, when we were talking before. It is basically if Disney actually had superheroes, if if they if they were in control of these superheroes, mm-hmm. what would happen, and the corruption that would happen. Um, uh, uh, but the performances from Carl Urban and and Elizabeth Shue and pretty much everyone else is kind of people you may. You, you are no names or you may remember from a few things like the girl who plays starlight. Um, you kind of recognize her, but other than that, um, besides some bit characters here, they're all totally new, uh, uh, actors really for, uh, to me. Um, but it's, it's basically, uh, yeah. If, if Disney had actual superheroes and then you combine Disney with Halliburton, <laughs> and Dick Cheney was running it. We running Disney. This is what would happen. Yeah, and they have uh, as um, as Homelander. They have Anthony Starr, like who is one of those guys I recognize, but I'm not quite sure from where. Yes, and he he definitely fills off because he is. I mean, every this is basically a take on the Justice League. Homelander mm-hmm. is Superman. Um, Queen Maeve is is Wonder Woman. Uh, a train is Flash. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, There's and, an Aquaman. Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, um, and, and Black Noir, who does nothing, doesn't talk, <laughs> is basically the Batman. Uh, uh, but it, it, it's definitely a show. It you know people say, oh, it takes a few episodes to get into it. No, this takes ten minutes. Yeah. And you will be hooked. Yeah, no, it's weird. so I actually have a so after watching this, I decided I should make a, a super superhero or a, a soup. Is that what they call the superheroes? The soups, yeah, the soups. soups. So I have a soup ranking. So number five is Wanda Maximoff. Number four is Starlight. Number three is Gamora. Number two is Black Widow, and number one is Wonder Woman. Really? There's a, a ranking. There's something of what? about Starlight is definitely super. I don't know something about her. Like Maybe that you'd want to bang or what? I don't know. They're just my favorites. All right. It's a, right. a wholesome list, I think. Yeah. All right. Uh, do we have anything else for today? Uh, everyone should watch The Boys. Chris, do you have anything? Uh, uh, no. Yes, Chris, watch The Boys instead of whatever terrible movies you're watching while running on your <laughs> treadmill. Okay, that is all the time we are giving to this Ryan-less episode. We have four to go. Thank you for this time.
I mean, uh, I mean, I don't. I know you guys have just you both hadn't looked over this uh, as much as I have. What percentage of shows have you think you've seen out of this 128? What do you guess that you've seen more than one episode, more or at least one, one episode. episode? At least one episode. Fifteen to twenty, maybe. Percent. Yeah, like, well, yes, maybe even less. Really. No, I'm not sure. Maybe 20%. Let's go with that. Maybe every fifth show. I've probably seen at least, I'll say, five episodes of probably 90 of these shows. Wow. I just watched the hell out of TV. Um, I mean, Moonlighting and Next Files, I, I used to watch all the time. Um, but yeah, I, I remember watching Dynasty with my with my parents and... Yeah, um, looking over this, I might have how did to... A, how, did a a Dallas. Make, how did a porn make it on here? Or no. Which one? Bones? <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about Nip Tuck. And a movie about a show about drugs, Man in the High Castle. Uh, yeah, and, and one thing uh, I uh, did... Uh, a, a utopian <laughs> series? 